0: Hey, Pragya, what's up? Welcome on the cast. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> you, you, so ready,
0: excited. you ready to cuss it up? You ready to cuss <laughs> yeah, it up? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's so cold. I woke up this morning and I'm freezing. Like, I had to have like three blankets on. So it's just like, Dude, yeah, we're going with the. I-
1: yeah, well, thankfully, we don't have any like classes at work today. I'm okay day, So you can just stay in Okay, bed.
0: okay. <laughs> I feel you. It's like a sleepy, lazy day today.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Sunday part two. I'm
0: like like a couch potato today, but yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so if you want to introduce yourself, um, but you know, it's it's you know your your time to shine. So feel free.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, um, this is really exciting. I've never been part of a podcast before, but um, hi, like my name is Pragya. Um, I am a senior at Rutgers Newark um, Business School, and so I just have one more semester to go. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm from Maine originally. I'm here right now in Scarborough, Maine. Um, so I know it's kind of like middle of nowhere, but uh, yeah, I'm just kind of hanging out here because of the pandemic, um, online classes. It's kind of sad, but eventually I'm going to try to make my way down to uh, Jersey. Let's see, like maybe around uh, March or April. Okay. Yeah but
0: okay that's pretty cool I mean and you have like like daily habits that you really like to focus on when you're in Maine right like reading yeah uh, your
1: <laughs> keyword is, keyword is trying to um trying <laughs> yeah. <Okay.
0: laughs>
1: like yeah you
0: know just trying just I feel you I mean I'm I'm super lethargic so I, I know what you mean it's like a constant battle between doing things and things that you want to do and then things that actually end up happening such as like you know you're like trying to inspire to like be like really you know, focus on your life goals yeah. and your weight and, like, other things and you just end up, like, going out with friends. And, it's hard, you know, dude, and I
1: feel like being home with the, like, given the pandemic, like, people have kind of made um, super unrealistic, like, goals for themselves because we're all home and we're, like, okay, this is it, like, no distractions. For like sure. I, like, setting, like, I don't know, like, so many unrealistic goals for ourselves because we want to, like, um, this is, like, a prime time for self-improvement and I feel like, Almost doing that is just making everyone so much more lazy because it's like, well, now you have all these huge goals and it seems even more harder to like work towards it. And so it's like, it's almost having like a reverse effect on us instead. It's like making us less productive, you know?
0: So having too many goals makes you less uh, motivated and productive in general. And there's just, there's, you're saying like there's a, an abundance of goals, right? Because when we have so many goals, we don't have like the opportunity to kind of focus on one or master one of them. Right. So it's, it's a little like, I know what you mean. Like when it comes to goals and stuff, it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge, especially given the pandemic. But also like, I kind of wish I had like a a guide when I first started um, trial and error, because like now I'm more productive than I was when I was in my younger 20s. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like an old, old man <laughs> in my late 20s. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, it, it was much more easier to, I guess, like plan out my life when I was younger. But now as you get older, you have much more stake at hand and, you know, you just have like a lot more responsibilities. Yeah. More than usual. So, but, um, you know, like, how are you, so how, like, you? I think you when we talked yesterday, you were showing like a scoreboard you had, right? Like, or a whiteboard Yeah. and you were just mapping out your goals, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Um, just to kind of make it more, um, like visual and like realistic for myself. Cause sure. yeah, I'm one of those people who just like, when I have a bunch of goals, like I said, it just makes me kind of like not, uh, wanting to, or not able to, um, like achieve any of them. So I think I split up my board in terms of like goals instead of resolutions mm-hmm. uh into four categories. So I had like mind and then body and then soul and external. And external is kind of anything that doesn't fall into those three categories. So um like I want to like redo my room and um kind of like interior design stuff.
0: I think I think it's really awesome that you don't have a resolution cuz I feel like a lot of people make that mistake of having a New Year's resolution because What's the point of having a resolution where you're going to break the habit, yeah. like, into week two yeah, or three? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, I totally agree with you. So, me, yeah. I
0: mean, no, no, I think it's great that you have, like, a whole breakdown of what you want. And what you, like, you have, like, a category, right? Like, basically, the way I understand it, you have categories, and you kind of want to focus on these categories, I guess, like, until the next year. Like, reading four books a month, or before the end of the year, yeah, right? the end of the year. So, I think that's really cool. And you also started a mentorship program for mental health. Was that part of your categories? Or
1: um not? it actually wasn't. And it's actually interesting okay. that you brought that up because I probably should put it on there. Um I you probably yeah, should. I probably should. I <laughs> see like
0: probably looks neat. Yeah, on there. it
1: would. And I guess I don't really know where I would put it. I, I think maybe in um soul and like external, kind of between those two because um advocating for like mental health and sure, stuff sure. is like it's it feels like kind of like what I'm meant to do almost I feel like whenever I engage in that sort of thing it's like soul food almost and so like but at the same time it's something that helps other people so I would kind of put that there yeah but like I totally agree with them not like, like kind of setting up a timeline for your goals because as you said like habits it's so easy to break resolutions like that whereas if you are kind of smart about um like okay I want to know how to cook these many dishes by like a certain day like by October by July that way like it's not so much pressure on yourself that like if you miss a week where you're not cooking let's say or working towards that goal it's not the end of the world and you're not going to be super hard on yourself and you can still work towards it after
0: so I guess in a way you're saying like not to put too much pressure on yourselves and then like ruining the chances of you like giving up on that goal versus like kind of like patting yourself on the back and being like, it's okay. It's just one week. Yeah. Done. Like, people it's okay. Closer, it's right? not the
1: end of the world. If you forget, like we're all human beings. And I feel like that's what everyone it like, stops you from reaching your goals. Cause you just see, you know, we, we all have um, slow days and people don't really like advertise their low days or their like lazy weeks and stuff, but they do have them. And so I feel like, yeah just acknowledging that like no one's perfect and you're gonna have days like that
0: so like what's been the most exciting goal for you given during this uh quarantine phase like have you done anything uh like anything out of the blue that you you thought you wouldn't do obviously a mentorship program was one yeah. of them right but is there anything else uh you would like to add to that list
1: um that i have completed or that like i would like to
0: that you would like to something that was kind of like unprecedented but like you're kind of glad that it worked out
1: mm. um well I think I don't know if this counts as like a project project, but this is more so like on my on the like self discovery side of it um I like Sick. I think for the past couple of months, um fall semester, like being home with the pandemic and everything uh I think I hit like one of my lows um in like my entire life like mentally oh, wow, and so it was really uh it was really hard, and I didn't really have like I don't have that many of my friends in Maine because they're all in New Jersey, so like any anytime that I felt like that, it was just kind of me alone in my room and like family doesn't really help much so I think like um I started I
0: mean I think you had like a I think I think you hit like a really good topic because um like like you said family really doesn't help much and it's not much you can kind of you know use their energy to kind of like make yourself feel any better yeah so it's tough I, I I get that yeah
1: it's kind of draining and I think um well one thing that I used to do a lot was like anytime that something would come up either at home or just like in my mind that would make me really upset or Um, feel sad or like angry or agitated I would kind of um, be like okay just take my mind off it and I would do something to distract myself Um, and I kind of found that doing that a lot of times resulted in like pent-up anxiety and pent-up frustration Um, and I didn't realize it until like maybe in like October November it started showing through like physically and I would just have random moments in the day or like at night where I would just suddenly start having like a panic attack or like an anxiety attack and I really didn't know where it came from um, and then eventually I was talking about it with one of my friends and she was like well are you not addressing the times of the day where you feel upset are you just suppressing certain emotions and I was like yeah I am Great. and I didn't even realize that I was doing that um, and so I think one thing that I've started which I want to continue into like this year is to Anytime that I feel an emotion or I feel like hopeless or I feel sad or angry, whatever it is, I like come into my room and I close the door and I give myself five minutes to just completely feel that emotion. And like if I have to cry, I'll cry like whatever I have to do. But like I let myself completely go through it and just like feel every part of that emotion. Because if you don't, then it's just going to get stored away and it's going to eventually like you're going to burst a balloon. Um at some later point. So I think that's something that, and I, and I found that really like helped my mental health a lot because I wasn't carrying things like into the next day, into the next week, and it wasn't affecting my productivity. So um, I think I would keep that up.
0: Also, I, I like how you brought that up because I, I like how you said you go in your room and you kind of show those emotions. It's so crazy because in society we're kind of trained to suppress emotion and like I guess in your case and similar to my cases I've had it's a form of social anxiety mm-hmm. too because let's say you think like this tree is uh, a, a certain shape or it just doesn't look like it meets your needs right mm-hmm. it's an ugly tree but you can't voice that opinion because you're so like a certain emotion or, or maybe being in a certain social social situation affects you a certain way so you feel like the need to, to find your comfort zone which is your mm-hmm. room and you kind of go to your room and You kind of go through those emotions because in society, like, let's say you're going out with friends and you feel a certain way. Oftentimes, that emotion is there, but you're not gonna just go out of your way and, like, you know, bitch (laughs) your friend out in middle of the crowd and kind of be like, "Yo, what the hell? Why did you say this to about me? This like, you're gonna go to your room. You're gonna probably like process it. You know, have a game plan. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's tough, like, especially in social settings, you you don't really have that like room to to go to like you can't just probably get up and like walk away from your friends. But, um, but I mean, to some extent, like you could just like go to the bathroom or something and calm down. But I mean, like controlling emotions is obviously like, it is difficult, but I think the more that you practice being in tune with them when you're in your alone space, like when you're at home, then like the more that when you're out in public, um, you kind of have a better grip and you kind of understand where your emotions are coming from. So it's almost like it, it kind of helps you to just not have social anxiety because you're just a little bit more in tune with like why you're feeling certain ways.
0: This may seem like a crazy statement, but I think anxiety is kind yeah. of good in a way because like it it, it kind of like shows you that a part of mm-hmm. you is a like human and it's not like robotic. You can't train for an exam and Definitely, pass anxiety, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> you can't you can't pass it, and it just it's literally like an exam when it comes up. You got to like just tell yourself it's gonna be cool and you're gonna yeah. get through it, and. I find that, like, it's it's insane. Like, the number I looked it up last night, according to CDC, one in 25 Americans live with a serious mental illness, such as anxiety, yeah. schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. or major depression. So, you know, you may even have, like, maybe other... No, totally. to, like, ho- I hope you don't, but, like, you know, uh, you may have other, yeah. like, disorders, too, or I may have it even. And it's just crazy because a lot of this stuff is misdiagnosed, not even tracked. It's not even you may not realize it. Like you said, you had your friend tell you that, right? Mm -hmm. So like you may not even realize a lot of these things that you do it on your day-to-day tasks or activities that kind of affect your um, mental state of Mm -hmm. mind. You know, it may even just be something at home or something, you know, something, a self insecurity as well. But, um, you know, I definitely think it's a common misconception amongst people. Also people think that mental health is issued, um, when it's issue like amongst a group of crowd like amongst a crowd, people are naturally violent. And I have to emphasize on that, only three to five percent of violent acts are actually attributed with people with serious mental illness. It's not like everyone that has a mental issue is violent. Evil is like
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and most people are just seeking for help. Like example like Kanye West, right? Like he she speaks on his like him and Kim Kardashian are having a divorce now and he's speaking on his like like you know, he's trying to be president. He's talking about how he got aborted almost mm-hmm. as a child, and this and that. And I just think it's very interesting how he, uh, as like a big figure, he kind of is going through a lot of things. And there's two narratives: one, one party really just thinks he's crazy, and the other party just wants him to be ha- have right. get the help he needs. And as a great musician of our time, I really think it's just a call or a plea for help. And like you said, this is, like, very – it's, it's like, known now, I think, mental health. but I definitely don't think that people uh, don't, don't understand yeah. what it is until they go through it. I was just about to it. say that I feel like it's misunderstood
1: so, um, as an issue, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, I, I think it's great that um, on, on the topic of, like, Kanye West, I totally agree with you that I feel like there's – Two different responses to it, like either they think he's crazy, or exactly like they they see that he needs help and they want him to get that help. And um, to one extent, I do think that it's really great that he is someone of that like level who talks kind of openly sometimes about his like history and about his like battle with mental health and stuff. And um, I would hope that that would you know inspire other people to to be like open to it, to like talking about it and at least getting that conversation started. Um, Because it's not like, you know, he's one of the most successful people in the world and like he's still going through it, like he's going through the same things that everyday people go through. So no one's like immune to that sort of thing, like no matter how successful you are, um, that's still something that that can affect you. Um,
0: I don't know. I I feel that for sure. He's like a billionaire. And he has his own shoe called the Yeezys. He has a smoking hot wife. Yeah. Um, I don't know about how his kids look. He, I think he named his kid like a direct cardinal. Oh, direction. Yeah.
1: North,
0: Whatever. North ways.
1: West or something. Yeah. North and know.
0: West. Is no, there a South? But, but too? someone made a joke a on Twitter.
1: They were like, oh, um, someone's got to tell North, their daughter, that like things are about to go south because their parents are getting to North, which is so bad. <laughs> but like, yeah.
0: That's so funny. I I hope they go north, yeah. though, but we, we can hope. I hope the next next child is not yeah, south. Yeah, I know. let You know, that, that's yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, like, you know, like, he's just a very, uh, I guess, like, a great figure when it comes to mental health and stuff. And a lot of stars yeah. go through it. I was actually doing my research about uh, mental illness the other day. And I actually looked up The Rock actually had depression. Oh,
1: yeah. A lot um, of people did.
0: Yeah, know. he had... A, he had depression, Demi Lovato yeah. had depre- uh, anxiety. You know Katie yeah. Bell as well. So people, you know, a lot of celebrities kind of go through it, but they have their own mm-hmm. variation of it, because anxiety and depression kind of go in hand in hand. And it, it, I guess in a way, when you do have it, it makes you less desirable in the mm-hmm. eyes of society. And you know, like, you, like we talked about, there's right. drawbacks to it, right? You can't express how you feel. Um, for example, when a woman kinda goes through rape and they have anxiety mm-hmm. or they have depression because of that rape or that incident, whatever happened, um, it's it's tough for them to kind of embrace that or admit to it that they happened to them. And especially when they're talking to I guess their superiors, like their parents or guardians, and they have to kinda of admit the truth, they can't do it. It's it's just too hard for them. It's like a barrier or like a wall or like a barricade just preventing them to kind of show right. that emotion they have. Um And I think it's just like a topic that we can dive deeper into if you'd like. I think it's great because, you know, having drawbacks, you know, it's just people don't talk about it. Like there's mental health, but there's also drawbacks to feeling or having a certain mental illness and kind of um, it's kind of like not not, people don't even talk about it. I feel like
1: like mental mental health or mental illness and like something like rape are, are they both have the same type of like negative stigma where when people see that, like, you, or they, they attach, like, any one of those two labels to you, like, whether you've been raped or whether you have been assaulted or whether you have mental illness, it's it's kind of, like, exactly what you said. Like, it makes you undesirable. And it also is just, like, well, you know, what are people going to think? And that's, like, what it comes down to is, like, well, this, th- like, this is going to make me seem undesirable to, to the public and no one's going to want me. And then that fear is what drives this like anxiety and so I feel like the more that we and it's because those things aren't normalized like conversations about rape and about like assault and about mental illness are not normalized so it starts this like anxiety where if you end up going through or experiencing any one of these things it's like well now externally like how am I how is this going to make me look and like um I feel like well, I mean there's a lot of other
0: and just for the and just for the record, I yes, could get raped uh, Of course, too, okay? so that's okay. why, let's, like, let's be like, honest, so. <laughs>
1: it happens to both and even rape, right, like both men and women, right? And it's just like it's just not something that people want to talk about because it makes them uncomfortable. And talking about for mental sure. illness also makes people uncomfortable. And the more that there's just like cloud of you know taboo around these things, like we're not going to get better as a society in terms of like anxiety and depression because these things are a result of people just not knowing how to react to those things. So, like, normalizing it is definitely the first step to combating, like, any of that. Um,
0: do, you, do you think people should kind of put that... I know it's kind of, like, uh, like a far-fetched idea, but you know how people put, like, what they're into on their bio, on these dating apps, or even, like, on their Facebook? Do you think it would be interesting to see if people actually put, like, a mental illness on their oh, bio? Hmm,
1: that could be interesting. I, I'd want to say, like, that would right? have to happen way in the future, like, after it's been... Normalized a little bit more. Like,
0: how comfortable does the world have to be? Yeah. No, no, you're right, completely. And I know there's no, like, right now in the state we're in and 2021, I doubt that's like a thing. But I was just thinking, like, and like, not to be, uh, like down upon, but just actually to be embraced. Like, if the world was kind of unified and we can all just put like what kind of illnesses we go through and kind of just have real conversations versus fabricated Mm -hmm. ones about how's your day going versus yo how's your depression right. going or how's your anxiety going <laughs> i think it would, be, it would bring up or stem much more interesting uh topics of conversation and real connections with people versus right. like this whole like 80, 80 yard quarterback like thing where you have to like throw the ball and like you don't know if it lands on the correct girl or the right girl or the right, right. person you know um, so i i definitely yeah. think it's and I, interesting I
1: think when you were saying that like it made me think of um the way that we kind of talk about these things as illnesses or, or something, I almost want to or like wish that we could get rid of those labels because it almost makes it feel like it's something that if you have it, like it becomes part of you. It's, it's wrong, wrong with, with you, you, and it's also like part of your identity. And I feel like if we could just like talk about it in a way where it's just like a passing cloud, like it's not like it, oh, if you have depression, it's not like part of your identity it's like you're just experiencing it like you're going through it but it's not you and i feel like the way that we talk about or people in the past have like talked about mental illness it it almost like attaches too heavy of a of a label like to that person and that's almost what keeps people stuck in that cycle is because they like identify with what they're going through and i feel like um i don't know from from like a little bit of a spiritual perspective like it it's almost like, it, that's not it. Like you you were just experiencing this emotion with like a lot of intensity, but it's not really like who you are. It doesn't have anything to do with like your character or anything. Um, and so like when we talk about it as like an illness or something, it almost feels like it's something terminal and you're never going to get over it. And so I almost wish that we could like change the connotation or the way that we like describe these things or talk about these things so that it it feels less of like such a scary thing and such like a, enveloping thing it's just like okay well i'm experiencing this because i'm human but it's not gonna last forever it's not like you know i don't know like does that make sense
0: yeah i i agree with you because like i also have a couple of connections in which they say like you know there's no cure for mm-hmm. this actually there is a cure because how do you think the the rock or megan markle or lady gaga mm-hmm. these figures go through it you know like mental illness is a mental game yeah. and it's a mental mindset so I think mindset should be the new term on or approach yeah. or perspective. I think those are more positive, but like even saying the word disorder. Yeah, kind of it almost like dehumanizes
1: too. the person who's going through it because suddenly when you hear that, it's like it makes you feel a little bit more hopeless about overcoming it because typically when you talk about disorder, it's like yeah, you think of like people who are like maybe physically disabled and that's something that they most people like can't overcome um but whereas if it's something mental it's it's your mind it's again it's like your mindset like you said and people some people do need help to like pull themselves out of there but it's definitely possible um, but it just requires like the right amount of support and reinforcement um which is why like having a support system is so so important but it's not impossible
0: i definitely i definitely do think also especially i don't know amongst females mm-hmm. but because i'm a guy from a guy's perspective you're seen yeah. you as a pussy if you talk about mental health and especially in like a circle full of men we talk about things that are you know profound and like Mm i guess like in a joking way and um topics that are like kind of newsly sports things like that but that topic of mental illness doesn't come because it makes you seem like the weaker male and the most vulnerable so it's like dude like why are you a depression (laughs) no one says that you know or like you know, or like, dude, like, did you see that sports game? Did you do you think mm-hmm. this this player had depression? Like, no, like, no, no one would even say that. So, like, that's not even like a do thing. Do you think it's
1: males. not a thing because think... they're like afraid to talk about it, or that they just like don't think that it exists, or like, what do you think?
0: I I think it's a stigma thing. I think they're not afraid to talk about because I know a lot of males that I've gotten close to, like best friends, that tell me they have like a. Uh, this kind mm-hmm. of like a mental mindset yeah <laughs> i'm just trying to watch my words because i know you don't like no, illness we, anymore so i gotta, we can, I gotta we can reset it for this the time, uh, I mean,
1: that's how thing. we're talking about it but yeah all
0: right as long as it's yes, okay on the of radar, we're good <laughs> so um i think it's it's just amongst males like we kind of just like brush it off and like i guess like a mm-hmm. male's girlfriend may know or a male's like good girlfriend would know but i noticed like even family members or friends I have, they usually tell women how they get feelings. But with the guy connection, it's either your... If they're your best friend, they'll mm-hmm. tell you. But it's like a whole trust thing, and it's about a dominance and hierarchy figure. It's, it, it shows weakness, and I definitely don't think it should yeah. because fuck, fuck all yeah. that shit. That's all, like, 2016, yeah. 2015 shit. Like, we're in 2021. I think people are, especially our generation... The millennial generation, we're fed up. I don't know if you're Gen Z. I think I fall in between. I'm horrible with dates.
1: <laughs> I think I'm somewhere. I call myself like yeah. A, you may be like I call the hybrid a millennial, like
0: between Gen Z and millennial. Okay, so Okay, interesting. So I guess you're the zanelio. I don't know, but um, yeah. No, I mean it's just one of those things. Like I just don't see myself in a scenario doing that. I always, I always feel like it's a constant battle of showing how much a male is Mm -hmm. intellectually but actually people who are actually not they don't show off in my opinion are more smarter because i see them do more actions than words and the ones who can talk they can talk great you can talk to them for three hours but when it comes to action i feel like unfortunately for those males that are actually very smart and they're like (laughs) hitting the world somewhere um you know it's just tough for them to kind of show that they're they have talents and they they kind of like form anxiety in a sense and ones who are outspoken have anxiety with not being intellectual, you know, and it's like a two-sided coin. It's a double, it's not like a double stand. It's like two different sides of of the same story when it comes to uh, mindset.
1: And I I almost think um, like when people talk about intelligence or at least amongst men, like, I don't know, I feel like there's too much emphasis on like, knowledge intelligence versus
0: emotional intelligence
1: like you need to have both if you want to be
0: what is emotional intelligence though like when it comes to emotional Mm -hmm. uh, intelligence as a female what do you appreciate from a male's perspective or another female's perspective you know like what do you what do you appreciate seeing like when they admit something and then when they not admit something like how do you notice the Mm -hmm. real emotional intelligence versus yeah Um, I
1: (laughs) i think like it is possible to fake it but um, to some extent, you you can tell when someone is being genuine or uh, sorry, genuine or authentic. But I think like emotional intelligence is just someone or anyone who is not afraid to be vulnerable and like understands that vulnerability is actually strength. Because not only like are you confident in how you feel, and it shows that like you're not afraid, you're not insecure about like who you are and the things that you experience. But you're also like um, you being vulnerable helps the people around you because it's like a form of clear communication if you're not if you're someone who like is not very emotionally intelligent I would assume that you don't really show your emotions like you almost um kind of hide them away or you always act like everything is super like fine and you're always like amazingly like okay I don't know like it just I don't really appreciate when people aren't their like authentic self I guess um and I think like when you're able to um yeah like I like be able to just wear your heart on your sleeve almost but also pick up on how other people are feeling around you and like how your actions or your words are emotionally like affecting the people around you
0: but what about like when like I guess you're with your lady friends mm-hmm. and I'm with my guy friends uh and we act like a certain way like I don't know girls have jokes that are I guess like different like let's say I don't I don't know like I've been in circumstances where like Females make fun of guys or mm-hmm. of the way they mm-hmm. are, like this oddball. Um, especially like in NJIT, like there's this kid. He was like kind of like a geek, and he was kind of like, like, uh, like you know, he's yeah. just like a commuter. But he was, you can tell, he was like very often right. like a high energy kid, right? And he thought what he was saying was cool, but in that situation, he wasn't. And I was in a situation where I was with my guy friends, so like I know how to feel. And now I would definitely speak out, but before back then, mm-hmm. when I was like much younger. I felt like, like you said, there was this barricade of me being like, damn, I don't want to be put in his shoes. But like, I felt bad because the kid thought what he was saying was, Wait, was it like, cool, like what he was saying? hip. No, they were just saying, like, yo, you could dance. And he went and danced, but he looked like a oh, complete okay. like, buffoon doing it. And like, he thought he mm-hmm. was doing a great job. And, and then the next day, he added everybody, he proceeded to adding everybody on Facebook, and people were like, mm-hmm. yo, this kid's weird. So in my eyes, I actually added him. <laughs> we actually had a conversation. Yeah. It was chill. uh. But, like, I never told anyone about it because as a male and I was in this group, like, I thought that was cool. I kind of just never spoke right. about it. You know what I mean? And when I see the kid, I always said hi, hello, made conversation. But I knew what other people thought about him. But it was because he, I don't know, he didn't dress a certain way or he didn't act a certain way. His His, his thought process was mm-hmm. a little different from everyone else. And it was... A little outdated, you know, yeah. like, he was just outwired. Yeah. I think
1: your, a, like, ability to be just, like, aware of that, it, like, is a, is a sign of emotional intelligence. Because you're able to, like, put yourself in his shoes almost. Yeah. Thank you. Because, Thank you. like, not many people <laughs> would be able to, like, almost feel bad for that. So anytime that you can kind of, like, feel for another person or, like, be able to put yourself in their shoes, even just, like, mentally, whether or not you actually, like, talk to them or whatever, um, it's still, like, mostly intelligence because you know it takes a lot to be able to do that um yeah
0: so what about the other side what is the other thing called you said um emotional versus ta- just intelligence. like intelligence
1: where most students just think that if they're the smartest one it's like like book smarts basically like just academically smart you a 4.0 like you know you're killing it in school you're like super smart like in science or math or whatever
0: well i could tell i could tell you like the people that I knew that were academically smart, they're struggling to mm-hmm. find relationships now. And the ones that are academically smart and that are in relationships, they're struggling mm-hmm. to keep the relationships. So, like, <laughs> it, it's 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 just crazy how life works because sooner or later, it's kind of like you're putting up with this huge mm-hmm. front that you're the smartest until the next guy comes and, like, knocks you right. out of your, the park, you know? So I think it's just kind of like you're racing yourself at that point. Emotional intelligence is, I think, like what Jay Shetty yeah. and a lot of these... influential speakers Mm -hmm. preach yeah yeah um Gary V too I I know a couple of my friends especially my doctor friend who's a psychiatrist (laughs) hates Gary V but loves Jay Shetty I just like to kind of throw throw that out there um he's gonna see this later and he's probably gonna (laughs) shit on me for it but it's okay um yeah no like like I think they preach a lot of things that they like everything they preach like 99% of the ball drop is literally Yo, look at your perspective, look at like deep down as mm-hmm. humans, we know what to do. We're just we're just caught up in this emotional roller coaster of like, I don't know, being attached to the other your significant half, being attached to money, being attached to like Yeah, the norm, right? The norm is like being a guy, being like, a girl. But no one looks at a man wearing a dress like Harry right, Styles. Yeah. Um, and though I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't say it's a less manly thing to do, but definitely a vast majority of men thinks he looks kind of like
1: a right or like like it's not not masculine and for some reason something that's not masculine is apparently perceived as like bad or like being pussy um where like what i think people who have that outlook it's pretty clear that like they're pretty insecure about their masculinity and like someone who's pretty strong and pretty confident um in their like masculinity can like totally appreciate what harry styles is doing like you know they'll be like I don't know, like they'll just appreciate it, and they they'll have nothing negative.
0: I actually saw a couple of mm-hmm. interviews. I actually saw a couple of interviews of him, and he's actually a pretty cool dude. He's like another another Justin Bieber yeah. in the sense where you know how like people made fun of Justin Bieber for he grew up and now he's with right, like right right Haley yeah. or Haley. you know like mm-hmm. and and like yeah mm-hmm. Haley Bieber or whatever. Um, so uh, like you know like he's right. like holy holy whatever like his really song. Nice it was actually like, a very mature it, song yeah. versus. And I, I, I really resonated with that because I felt like he kind of grew up and he kind of, like, was, like, into helping people out. And he always did that. And I, I saw a lot of paparazzi videos where he would actually talk to paparazzi and kind of just understand the perspective. And he would, like, sit up and down, like, bro, do you want, like, ice cream? Yeah. Let me, like, take you out for a I something. saw
1: that, too, yeah. <laughs>
0: and, you know, and they would just be like, yo, like, like, they wouldn't know how to react because every celebrity kind of, like, plays that card. Like, I'm too right. cool. I want to run away from you. But some of them actually respected him. And, uh, you know, he 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 has that credibility of being, like, right. emotionally intelligent. Um, I definitely think, like, he was one of the greats for sure. And, like, Harry Styles as well. And uh, my one of my favorite podcasts is mm-hmm. Logan Paul is mm-hmm. supporting Harry Styles as well right now. I think he, he thinks, like, masculinity is overrated too. Like, just showing you're the strongest guy in the room or the strongest girl in the room. Like, there's girls I've talked to in class as well. And not to just, like, throw shit on the oh, guys. Sure. but There's girls who are... Very, yeah. like, you know, um,
1: yeah. very pushy,
0: dominant. And, like, they, you know, right. they, they always want things their way. And yeah. I've dated people like that. And this is not towards my, <laughs> my past relationship. Right. Just new people I've dated. And, um you know, I've just seen, like, the dark side of things. And I definitely see, like, uh girls can just be ruthless, ruthless as guys. Though it may not be in the form of money. But it could be in the form of right. m- emotionality. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen the guy who's dating the hottest girl. But the shit he has to do to go through just having her in Definitely. his life is not worth yeah, the I've
1: seen yeah the
0: the drawbacks. <laughs> I've seen my own you know? friends
1: like go through that too. And it's pretty painful to watch. But I mean and the reason why it's totally like it's a gender gender neutral thing, like to to have this complex of like superiority and wanting to be dominant and everything. It stems from insecurity. Like that's the root of these kind of issues. And insecurity is something that all people feel, it doesn't matter what your gender is. So you will find people of all like on all spectrums who are like that.
0: Um, yeah, I definitely, yeah, there's a wide variety of people is, so is that why you want to, like, I know your passion is to become like, I guess, like have a full-time consultant job, but aside from that, you also want to travel around the world. So is that why you want to kind of explore different parts of the world to kind of see other people and their openness? Like, like Mm -hmm. speaking from experience, Mm -hmm. when I went to um, Cambodia, the, the level of culture and openness people had was extremely Mm -hmm open and it was like you know if they see you kind of struggling in a random street there would be like random Mm -hmm. strangers helping you out to get your bike though on on contrary belief on the news or on on social media Cambodia is one of the worst places to be Mm -hmm. it's dangerous people steal your wallet I mean there's people everywhere like there's Um, people like that in every country right and I saw kindness in strangers Mm -hmm. which because I was from America right and I was Mm -hmm. literally living in a village and Given I didn't have any, I couldn't speak English and stuff, and I saw acts of kindness from people who had extremely yeah, way true. less than us. Like I'm talking about like fifty, sixty cents mm-hmm. a day they make, you know. And it's just it's crazy so to compassion. see the the, yeah. the 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 happiness. Yeah, and is and it's, and like they they can do things like we can't. <laughs> yeah. they can do like backflips and shit, and like they're they're like strong too. They're not like weak-minded yeah. like individuals. Like they're strong, so like. You know, and they can cook, and they know how to do mm-hmm. like cool ass talents. Um, so I find that very shocking in, in a way, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like culture shock, right? Like because when I went, and I only lived a week in Cambodia, and I felt like a different human. I felt like literally like like my perspective and my mentality That's was so changing, cool too. Yeah. but it was like a short burst, right? Yeah. So like like when I went there, um, somebody died, and I was like, okay, sorry to yeah. hear. Like one of the neighbors died. And those like a festival, and they they have a culture where they do mm-hmm. a concert almost, and what, like you know here or most places in America, right. when someone dies is a sad thing. It's like and they party it up. Life, they get girls you know? from like yeah. Uh, BTS, yeah, and they're right. like, oh, they're glad he's in like heaven. But here we have a you know obviously Mm -hmm. most emotions are sad but it's crazy um it's just so different and intricate and you know there they also sell scorpions and different kind of like Mm -hmm. weird bugs that you can eat but it's like you know you have to get used to the culture and heritage i mean it's it's hard because obviously a lot of people in america are more cleanly and cleansed out a little bit but it's cool to just get the side of it just for the (laughs) <laughs> you know, reference. I ate a cricket and no, I was proud dope, of it. No, that's dope. Yeah, it tasted very good. One. I love it. So.
1: yeah, it, it comes down to like a matter of perspective yeah, change, so. right? Like, if, in the example of like that neighbor who passed away, it's either like you you mourn or like you grieve or you celebrate. Like you celebrate how amazing their life was and you like tribute to that. And it's like it's a great thing. Like I mean, once they're gone, they're gone. You can't really do anything about it. So you know, why not approach it from like a more optimistic mindset?
0: have you had have you had the opportunity to kind of uh leave the country and kind um, of go somewhere like bangalore or you know other areas of the world just just from your experience and have you seen anything new so or no, learned something new but, from there
1: so like i've been to india a couple times um just because like homeland and just to okay. visit family and stuff um but i haven't traveled to any other country just for the sake of like traveling i just haven't gotten the opportunity to um like with like money and i'm still a student sure. but i really want to like travel the world eventually yeah. the thing is like i i'm really obsessed with this idea that like each person and around the world has their own story and there's this word um called like sonder you might have like heard of it and it's basically like this concept that every person yeah. besides yourself has their own story their own life their own issues and fears and whatever and so it's just like yeah and it's so powerful fascinating. and like i want to almost dedicate my life to just like going to all these different places and talking to people in different countries and just listening to their stories. Like that's it. And then just going to, the, to like the next village or the next country and just talking to people and like journaling the things that they love about life or like the most like life-changing experiences they've had and just like learning about it and hearing about it. Um, like one of my favorite uh, uh, posts that I follow is like humans of New York um where they just like go and interview random people. Right. Yes, it's so amazing. It's so it's so amazing. It's I amazing. love it. and, like,
0: that's It's amazing. Yeah. It started out as like a blog post of like people taking like cool like pictures, but then it morphed into like something that's more like right. story oriented and it became like a storytelling like thing. It's kind of became, like a like its own little thing. Like, yeah. Behind like the surface. There's like stories of how people grew it's up so in the unifying. city. And it's just it's yeah. just insane how some of them are yeah for sure you you definitely feel like you're you can connect to like a businessman who's making right. money but has like a divorce going on and also like a construction worker that is kind of like taking a cool picture by the the light rail where like his some yeah. of one of his loved ones commits suicide and I think that's such a interconnected thing and it makes you feel like New York is like home mm-hmm. that's why I really like living in Jersey because when I live here I can always go to the city but like every time I go to the city I have this like feeling of inspiration mm-hmm. and want and the neediness to just grind and that's why i do these podcasts because i feel like inspiration and motivation is something anyone right. can preach it's a good thing to give to others and when you give good things to others others will give you back those things and if not like you know you will become a better person of yourself you're not like you're not going to wallow in this negative environment of right. constantly seeking approval getting anxious and i've seen a big result in my thing but also it's like yeah. a process type of thing you gotta trust yeah, the process you know
1: and um exactly like talking to people and hearing their stories is so inspiring and I guess that's why New York is like such a energetic place because you just know that everyone who's there works their ass off to get there and like that in itself is just so inspiring you can like feel it and I feel like you can feel that anywhere in the world like not even just New York you go to like any other third world country there's people like working their ass off to just make a living and like that itself but, but you see how like how happy they are still and like they're able to still make the most of whatever they have and so it's just really inspiring
0: yeah like if i could i don't want right. to be happy it's possible <laughs> obviously that's the goal but i want to find like a happy medium where i make have a lot of money but i can use it to kind of give myself that positive stimulation right. and positive growth and wealth like you know like kind of like if i have kids i, I, teach, I teach those kids how to, like, live life, Mm -hmm. be appreciative, not judge others. But at the same time, I kind of have enough money to kind of Mm -hmm. uh, do the things I want to do. And, like, it's not with money, but I definitely think, like, money is, like, important in the sense of it allows you to do the things you want to do. And it can be, like, business. It can be, like, entrepreneurship. It can become being an artist. But it's just tough because a lot of these jobs out there nowadays, especially, like, you go to Rutgers, so you know, like, they're they don't pay as well and that's because of the whole economic crisis and so like being an artist is like hard it's like extremely hard it's not even like you could be a good artist but if people don't give two shits about you at the like you know when you go to new york and you go to the city Mm -hmm. and you see those people at the subway and they can like flip they can like sing they can like do guitar things and it's sad to see yeah culture like that dying out in our own country you know
1: i mean that's why i feel like the art of storytelling is so so like important and I and I almost want to like try to bring that like more into people's like views just because when you hear story that's why like Humans of New York is so successful because suddenly you know nothing about the stranger and then you hear their story and it's like wow I relate to them on like a really personal level and I have no idea who they are and then you just start to have this realization that like Every person that you see on the street, if you just like listen to their story, it's like it's suddenly like there's almost no difference between you and that person because you go through the same emotions and the same hardships. And so like when we're talking back, like tying it back to mental health and everything, I feel like storytelling is a huge way to like combat mental health and just like address it because a lot of people feel like they're the only ones who are going through what they're going through. And that's what drives people to like depression or suicide because they're like no one else understands my struggle. And that's the basis. Like, no one understands me. No one gets it. But, like, the reality is everyone gets it. Like, everyone feels those things. It's just not talked about. And so, like, if you have a platform where you just bring people's stories into light and get that, like, spread around and normalize that, like, hardships are okay and feeling like nobody understands you is also normal. Like, I feel like that would just help so much to just combat um, those kind of things.
0: There's a quote that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it's from Megan Markle. She had, she has like a mental mindset type of I- issue as well. And it just says like, we just need to be kinder to ourselves. And if we treat our, treat ourselves the way we treat our best friend, you can mm-hmm. imagine how much better off we would be. So, uh, you know, it kind of resonates in me because it shows like, if you can see mm-hmm. everyone or every new stranger as your best friend and you show them just kindness, I think it can kind of lead to like a way better friendship or a relationship. But I feel like people have something called ego and that ego kind of makes you judge Mm -hmm. others based on what they wear, what they do or how they act rather than their actions. Right. Because someone can act like a douche, but their actions could be they could be like a nanny at somebody's house making minimum wage and also taking care of their brother. So I think... Or, or, you know, one of those people in California mm-hmm. that are like a full time cuddler. <laughs> they make eight hours Dream an hour. job. <laughs> and if I don't yeah. want to cuddle with like men, yeah, they don't want to cuddle with men, but they have to because they have to pay their bills. Yeah. Or like cable bills or something. Right. And I just think it's hilarious because like being a cuddler and to just sit in Dude. bed and just cuddle with someone. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they're lonely. Would love that I, I think it's so cute. And like, yeah, you literally just cuddle with them and, uh, you know, I just think it's great, like showing kindness. So, you know, it's just being present as well and just kind of, you know, just connecting yeah. with them. I think it's really Actually, important and stuff. Um,
1: yeah. There's but one uh, thing, yeah. there's one thing that I think would be interesting no, to discuss ahead. for like a couple minutes would be like the impact or I guess the perspective of like the Indian community when it comes to mental health. Um, just because I feel like that sure. has that plays such a huge role in like why a lot of people.
0: Why Indian well, community is yeah? I mean, I've also Indian? just I've also just
1: right? seen. I mean, I am, but I've also seen <laughs> that like a lot of a lot of parents, yeah, like especially my relatives and like other, my other Indian friends, like their relatives, their parents believe that like mental health does not exist and it's not a real thing and it's just like something that people. Um,
0: it's kind like of like watching the little type of thing. Like, like eh, whatever, let it go. My
1: parents say is like, oh, well, when we were growing up, like nobody had like depression, like. Nobody had anxiety. Everyone was just like, you know, that's something that has been created in like the Western society, like in America, because people have too much time on their hands. And so they're creating like problems for themselves because their life isn't hard enough. And so this is a narrative that I've heard a lot of brown parents like say. And that's like whenever their kids express they're feeling depressed or they're feeling anxiety, it's like it's like get over it. Like you're just being a pussy, like you're not depressed. And they just like drill this into their minds and then kind of force their kids to suppress it.
0: So I, I, I definitely think you hit a nail on the head. And I think this is an mm-hmm. example of positive toxicity is and it, I definitely think it can lead to depression or anxiety as well. Because um, when parents kind of tell you that, yeah. like, man up, like, you're better than this, you don't have this, right? Like, the people think like, okay, like, maybe I don't have this. And they grow up and then they have all these panic attacks where they have anxiety on stage, mm-hmm. they're in choir, maybe they fall on stage. And they're wondering like, wait, what's going on? Like, right. I, it's, I'm good because my dad said I'm good or my mother said I'm good. But the truth is, it's like, you know, as, as what reality would want it, you have to, it's mm-hmm. a part of life to kind of face failure. I think like the thing you said, like go in the room and kind of embrace mm-hmm. it or kind of let those like feelings come through. I think as in the Indian community, why right, to not yeah, let those feelings come through and it's like, those it's feelings like, are it's
1: weakness, yeah. Like one of like, my friends, like her, her parents, off. her her grandparents literally told her growing up, like if you cry, it's so bad, like it's it's bad for your body, like it's just a sign that you're like you're weak, so like don't cry. And she grew up her whole life like not crying and trying to like hold it in, and when she would cry, she would like literally tell herself that there's something wrong with her because that's what like her family would tell her, and like it sucks that, that that's kind of like what. How our parents grew up and stuff, and I almost feel like that like yeah, and also yeah. leads
0: to a lot of more implications like not having yeah. the best grades, not having the best of friends, not having this
1: pressure not having the like best of things
0: um and right, and I remember like girls, especially like the way they dress, I remember when I was uh you know mm-hmm. I had a couple of friends who were girls and a couple of commuters, and they like didn't know how to act in a f like you know'cause i I live both life i I live the life of a commuter and a life of a dormer. And when I was a dormer, the, and, and when I would bring a couple of my commuter friends to parties, they would don't, they wouldn't know how to socialize. And I think it was because of the fact that like, you know, their parents were like, oh, you have to wear full clothes. You have to like not drink. And like, they would like drink and they'll try to be social, but they wouldn't know how to approach things. And I, then it was seen as like a way of uh, like, mm-hmm. it, it's tough for them to kind of get over that. Right. Cause like it's been ingrained into their brains but now you have the the best four of your four years of your life that you're gonna enjoy get drunk like have fun and just find yourself learn a little (laughs) bit more about the moon or lunar eclipses or some shit but like you know you you do all these things and then it kind of like actually these things actually help you in the real world how to be Mm -hmm. interactive with others like go on happy hour go on dates like and I feel like it helped me because thank god I had both best of both worlds but like I did see that. And you're right. Like, you know, and it led to other implications. And, you know, fortunately <laughs> yeah. my friends had me, so I helped them out through it. But, um, not everybody has, <laughs> on, you know, so yeah. that's like a sad thing. <laughs> it's a sad, but, again, bitter sweet thing to say. To, but uh, yeah. yeah,
1: become like that and, and learn how to embrace.
0: Are you working on any habits to better yourself or maybe your um, sense of anxiety or paranoia?
1: I guess like, yeah,
0: Besides, Besides the five minutes, yeah, so are you like, like meditating? Uh, maybe trying
1: to do 10 minute meditation every day, and I did it for like I think 12 days straight, um, without breaking that. And then I broke that habit like one day, and I haven't revisited that practice for like I think two weeks now. But, um, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you're like, Sad Guru, take me away, Literally, and then you're like, you just stopped out I of stopped
1: nowhere. It, and again, right, right, this great. goes back to like what we were saying at the beginning, which is like, I keep such high expectations for myself that when I miss one day. I, like, have this voice in my head that tells me, okay, well, you missed one day, so clearly, like, you're not cut out for this, and you just should stop trying. So after I missed that first day, I found it really hard to, like, get back into it, because I was just, like, it's over. I already missed a day. Like, that's it. The streak is done. There's no point in continuing this goal. And, like, that's what I feel like a lot of people, they have that voice in their head that stops them from continuing. And so, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that that's just, no, like, no, why ahead, I have stop that for now but I'm definitely trying to pick that up again um night
0: evening. no I think you definitely hit like a something that's very important because with having uh you know like a mindset that you and me have uh it yeah. definitely is not easy yeah. to kind of get up every day and be super productive even though I have so many things in my life you have the <laughs> yeah. rock who's the most literally jacked dude in the gym he yeah. won the gym I don't know why he's still there right now like, like just... <laughs> why are you there bro like you yeah. you live bro like of course you live like what but he won life but even he has days where he struggles and I, mm-hmm. i'm sure he struggles to put a smile a smile on right and um it's one of those things like when you get up uh in the morning it kind of hits you and it's just tough to do anything and i'm sure like like most people you have woken up and you're just kind of like yo like i don't feel like doing shit today and then like two three days go and a week goes and, and eventually you get like, tired of feeling your whole schedule and of it racks, like gives right? you a kick in the
1: butt but like you do go through this thing that's normal yeah
0: yeah yeah i definitely i i was going through it recently mm-hmm. and i'm back on like the track i'm supposed to be but i completely agree with you there like it's it's really tough to find things that you know constantly to stimulate you but it's also okay to like kind of just take it easy yeah, and kind of sure. just like and chill I, I think like and one like, of my other you know um,
1: like things that I or habits that I am doing to like work on my anxiety or whatever it is is to just like say no to certain things because I tend to take on a lot of responsibility and I'll say yes to like a lot of different side projects and commitments and friends and like socialization stuff um to the point where like I don't realize that I just have no time for myself and then that gives me like a lot of
0: anxiety too (laughs) no but there's also a saying like when when you get older and older you're gonna have Mm -hmm. all these friends like i had a lot of these friends when i was 21 and not to say you won't have them anymore (laughs) because i would not want want that for you but it's definitely like my friend circle Mm -hmm. like got dumped down exponentially it was literally like 40 to 50 people I knew in, uh, in, in, in college. Mm-hmm. I was like the kid that was always going out. <laughs> I was the kid that was always getting drunk. And then eventually yeah. it, it kind of like stabilized. Cause I found someone and, you know, I became a little bit mature. I learned yeah. how to like take care of skincare. That's I learned great. to work out. Like I learned how to like react. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I used to say more degenerate terms and now I can like speak on a high level. Um, so I think that being said, um, it was just like, like a growth factor in Mm -hmm. definitely like seeing your friends grow but when you when it comes down to it like I usually try Mm -hmm. to find the three most influential people that I know and I kind of like to draw their energy into my life so if I look up to someone I kind of like to like Mm -hmm. I like to make friends that are going to inspire me and be my drive to be successful but if those people don't want to be in my life or don't want to kind of like I guess like challenge me in a way I am I yeah. think it's tough to say, but I'm okay with dropping them now because I learned the that's the harsh truth. And the quicker you learn that, the better it'll be because you can't change people. Some people you can change, but there's just at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. have your own uh, and stuff, like faith yeah. and you have your own like mindset. And if yeah, and some people won't ever like you could tell someone, like I'm more of a I guess aware mm-hmm. person, but someone is just more like hellbent on their ways and yeah, they're very yeah, uh, or arrogant what's that word, most, yeah. maybe or just not aware arrogant like they won't yeah. listen to any of the stuff that we right. just talked about because it's all mental right so to them it may just seem like all right these people are just com- two people who are just complaining about their problems <laughs> on this like audio recording device but then the day why does this resonate with like 30 to 40 million people around the world right. around the world like why is this a reoccurring thing and why did the rates of mental health go up in mm-hmm. the, you know, the mm-hmm. pandemic in the course of the last five to seven months? So on that note, I think it's just, it's just good to yeah. embrace that. And it's good to share that with you, Prugia. Um And I think you know, having you on the show was great. Is there any final words you want to touch up um, on? No, it's all right. I, we can like, keep going. I really no appreciate issue. um
1: no, it's okay. I really appreciate just like, didn't want to talking, tire you out <laughs> talking to you and, and talking about this kind of stuff and um, not even tiring out. It's almost very energizing. Like it leaves me with a lot of thoughts and and kind of like wanting to better myself more. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that like we're having this conversation about mental health and and in a way that makes it relatable. And yeah, I really appreciate it.
0: No, for sure and definitely. You know, you're always welcome <laughs> on this show, and you're you know yeah, we look forward to having you on back. this podcast in the future just uh mm-hmm. but if people want like let's say if people have mental health issues what is the best uh oh, contact to reach you at so you can like um, kind of plug it well, in here I guess you can and then... contact
1: me probably at my email which is pragya so okay. pragya pradeep so p-r-a-g-y-a-p-r-a-d-e-e-p uh 2021 at gmail.com and um that's kind of like what i use for a lot of contacts uh also for my like my mentorship program and um just like anything business related or formal related and um at the same time you can definitely hit me up on instagram like i think it's underscore pragya 14 underscore um and i post a lot of like mental health related type of resources every now and then um and always open to like just starting conversations with people in the dms there about um anything that they're open to talking about so yeah
0: yeah you're a pretty engaging person so on that note thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, we really liked this talk. It was great for me as well. I found it very stimulating. I found it kind of like I I I, I feel like you mm-hmm. get where I'm coming from as well, and kind of like uh I feel like I'm talking to somebody that like literally mm-hmm. was in my shoes at one point and is kind of uh you know just going through that. So I'm always here for you as a friend as well. Uh, but thanks for coming on the show as usual, and we really liked your you know your thoughts, your thanks, opinions, dude. and your facts. It was fun. Uh, thanks as always, yeah. and I'll see you soon.
1: You the only one that I wanna stare at In the morning, girl. Cause you one of them dime pieces. rolling up with me, it's no keys. Shot they don't ring the bell, she got a key. Your girl for rent and mine is on the leases. Leave it, huh? If you try and holla at her, you gotta do more than throw the dollar at her. My girl got a Chanel and probably have it. Everything automatic, but I know what matter.